0: Yo, 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 yo. Love Talk Radio. brother there's far too many of you die you know Love can come to hate You know, know we've got to find I our way do. to Drink bring some love and kids here today Oh, oh, oh. pick it black and pick it Don't punish me with brutality I think not think Oh, but who are they judge us? Simply called Oh, you know that we can't find Bring from my love sand and today Oh, oh, oh Take it back Take it back Come oh, on, talk to me You can
1: yo 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 peace to the gods man alaikum. oh man islam to my moors man hotel palafia any greetings of peace man you know how we get down over here at blog talk radio <clears throat> Peace to the gods, peace to the gods, man. It's your man, Elder Von Bay. It's been a minute. We live back on Blog Talk Radio. And today, 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 we're going to be discussing the 2019 tax tips uh, for the year 2020. So, um, I know y'all getting ready for the tax season, man. Um, It's going to be a lot of changes, and we're going to get into some of those topics, man. But first and foremost... Before we do anything, we got to give honor and respect all the elders that came before us, man, so we can stand on their shoulders and do what we do today. <clears throat> so you know how we get down, man. Peace to the gods. as to my nation, the Islam family. Islam to all my moors, <clears throat> Hotep Belafia, D.B. Shea, and any greetings of <clears throat> peace that we forgot, man. You know, we bid you nothing but love, peace, and prosperity, man. So having said that, Let's kick off a little background music, man. Make sure my levels and everything is cool. We trying to get back into the swing of things on Block Talk Radio with the Elder Vine Bay show. So, asking y'all to bear with me a little bit while we check these levels. Want to make sure that y'all can hear me clearly when we start giving the information. It is a hump day. October the second. Glad to be able to reach out to y'all over these airways, internet ways, whatever you want to call it. Um, want to give a shout out to our sponsors today, man. We we've gained about seven uh, sponsors, and I'm gonna give them a shout out. Uh, we got some commercials and everything in the in the in the, uh, in the making, so we're gonna be all the way official here. Probably, um, I'm going to be all the way honest with y'all, man. I'm not going to be rolling the the radio show out in full fledged until probably the first of next month because I have a lot of information. I have a lot of very important people for y'all to uh, hear because I'm going to be interviewing a lot of famous people, a lot of people that you may or may not be aware of, but it's all for the good of our people. The good and the betterment of our people, if you feel me, understand and overstand Okay, so uh, let's get into some of our event, our vendors, and our sponsors, man. Uh, first and foremost, Divine Wealth Principles, a major contributor to the show. Uh, you can reach them at www.divinewealthprinciples.com. Or you can give them a call directly at 866-739-7552, extension 1. Another one of our new sponsors is Legacy House. So Legacy House is a property management company. Uh, they also deal in vacation rentals, uh, something similar to Airbnb. So you might want to reach out to them if you have any vacationing needs, if you have any uh property management needs um, and things of that nature, uh, you can check them out at LegacyHousePM.com. That's LegacyHousePapaMama.com. And the phone number there, you can reach them at 866-739-7552, extension 2. Again, that's LegacyHousePM.com. 1-800 number is 866-739-7552 extension 2 extension 2 for Legacy House extension 1 for Divine Wealth Principles and last but not least Know Your Worth non-profit organization Uh, we are actually sponsoring Know Your Worth and they are one of our um, vendors for the youth uh, and we are here teaching the youth financial literacy, that is not just the youth, but also parents and uh, underprivileged homes that may have uh, financial challenges. So, you know, we're trying to give back to the community. We're trying to educate the youth so they'll come up with a financial literacy background, whether it's taught in their schools or not. So we're offering that service through KnowYourWorth.org. So the website for KnowYourWorth is Know dash your dash worth.org. you can say dash or hyphen or whatever it is but if you go to the website you must put the dash after every word so know dash your dash worth.org. and you can reach them at 866-739-7552 extension 4 that's knowyourworth.org LegacyHousePM.com and DivineWealthPrinciples.com Those are our three sponsors for tonight's show. So, it's been a minute, man. Trying to see if uh, any of my uh, regular callers are going to be chiming in because I know we usually start our show on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. But 7 p.m. usually is kind of a crunch for some people To get on the air and be able to vibe with me. To be able to call in after you get situated from your work day and getting the children situated. So we're going to make it convenient for everybody. And we're going to turn hump day into something more relevant for individuals who may work first shift. And for individuals who are on the second shift you can stream this live at your place of work if your supervisor is cool with it it's nothing that we're going to be talking about that is offensive unless they just are opposed to you getting information that can help yourself your family uh, as opposed to to you know the regular Gossip that you hear on talk Radio shows so <clears throat> Trying to get you some information we're trying to get you some Wealth principles um, And most of the wealth principles that we Discuss on the show are topics Relating to finance Financial literacy Um Taxes Um Education history Um and health tips So I always like to say the number one work principle is health. And I've been um, blessed to know and work with one of the leaders in health and healthy living in our community here in Ohio. And that is a gentleman by the name of Rick Poole with Natural Foods Plus. I need y'all to go to naturalfoodsplus.com. Check out the website. It has two locations. Uh, just celebrated 25 years of the Cornerstone store on uh, Seaman Fowler in Philadelphia. And he, <clears throat> a year in his new store in Kettering. So, shout out to Mr. Ricky Poole and the whole staff at Natural Foods Plus. Uh, make sure you check them out online and spin the store and see... All of those things that I have to offer for you So I'm not getting get too far Into uh, We got uh about an hour and a half For the show So I'm going to get to some of the information I wanted to convey to you This evening about Your upcoming Tax returns For the year 2019 so You will be about down in 2020. So, let's get into it. Number one. The number one question that people constantly ask when it comes to taxes is determining the the best tax strategy. So, a lot of individuals, they run to, um, you know, their favorite tax preparer companies and I mean, if you have no clue as to what this entails, I would suggest you go to one of those individuals or one of those companies. Um, I personally, um, we sponsor and promote Midwest Tax Services, which is a division of Divine Worth Principles. So you can contact them at the website divinewebprinciples.com and Midwest Tax Services is a division of Divine Web Principles so Midwest Tax Services has been around in the Ohio area servicing clients in Ohio Texas, Atlanta, Georgia Houston um, Kentucky D.C. Arizona and Illinois so They've been in and around doing taxes professionally for about twenty seven years, I believe. Um, their motto is we work hard because you do. So big shouts out to Midwest Tax Services. Again, they are now a division of Divine Wealth Principles. So that is the not cost sign for taxes. So if you need tax help for the twenty nineteen tax season, uh feel free to give them a call, email, or whatever the case be. So, we all know about the major companies. The H&R Blocks, the, uh, Liberty Taxes, and all these other companies that do tax returns for individuals. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you a little secret about those companies. Not that they're bad companies because most of them, they do a pretty good job at, uh um, helping you file your taxes and getting your taxes, uh, getting you a, a refund if you're, you know, not in a high tax bracket. And if you are, for the most part, they get you, you know, some deductions to where you don't have to pay a ton of money on your taxes. And if they're not doing either or for you, then my question is why do you continue to give them your time and your energy What I want to express to you guys about taxes and about the whole tax process, why we pay taxes, and the question of the night is, is it illegal to not file taxes or is it a voluntary act? Now, some of this may go over your head, and I don't want to confuse or mislead anybody about taxes, because taxes is a very sensitive subject, especially when it comes to individuals in the United States of America, or the USA. Let me correct myself. Islam? Okay. Okay. I'm doing a little research while I'm, I'm, uh, because I, I understand and understand what I'm about to say to you, but I want to put it in um, terms that you can understand, so you can determine what's best for you and your needs. So I'm gonna give you a little disclaimer, just to make sure nobody is emailing me or calling me on no negative or no, you know, BS. So. The information that I'm providing to you is for education and entertainment purposes only. I am not acting as a tax advisor. I am not giving any tax advice. This is for pure educational purposes, entertainment purposes, and for you to do your research, do your self research. Do do it for yourself. Get a clear understanding of the information that you're receiving and make an informed decision for yourself. I never tell you to take anything that I say or anything anyone says for granted and just jump in there without you know, doing your own research. So, anything you hear from myself and anything you hear from anyone, take the information, do your own research, come up with a better understanding of what you heard and apply it to your life the best way it fits in your life. So, having said that, the IRS, is it a voluntary Is it voluntary? Is the paying of tax voluntary? Or is it something that is mandatory? For some people, it's mandatory. But if you decide that you don't want to participate in paying taxes, then you have that right. And I'm going to break that down for you. United States tax code operates on a system of voluntary compliance. I'll say that one more time. The U.S. tax code. Stop. I want you to go to Google. You know Google is your friend. Um, now myself, I don't run to Google as fast as I run through Black's Law Dictionary or Bouvier's Dictionary, because these are law dictionaries. When you're talking about IRS tax codes, I need you to look that up. Like I said, this is more of an education and an entertainment today as opposed to giving you a bunch of redirection. I want to give you some clear tools. We're going to get into the normal tips and tricks and things that you can do if you're filing your taxes. But I just want to get into the word voluntary and what this whole tax compliance is. So if you look up the IRS tax code voluntary compliance you will begin to further see the word voluntary as used in flora and IRS publications refers to our system of allowing taxpayers to determine the correct amount of tax and complete the appropriate returns rather than have the government determine them for them. The IRS is... The IRS efforts to obtain compliance with the tax laws are entirely proper. What does that mean for you? Voluntary compliance refers to the principle that the taxpayers will cooperate with the tax system by filing honest and accurate annual returns. The U.S. Income Tax System operates under this assumption. Voluntary means that each taxpayer is expected to prepare and file returns without government involvement. Let's, let's repeat that because I know a lot of times we hear stuff and we think we understand what we just heard I need you to take off your they told you headset and put on a new headset as if you never heard anything about taxes or anything about any of this and just listen to this paragraph that I'm going to read to you one more time voluntary compliance that means something that you voluntarily do it refers to the principle that taxpayers will cooperate with the tax system by filing honest and accurate annual returns. the U.S. U.S. Dot, corporation income tax system operates under this assumption. So they assume that these individual taxpayers will cooperate with the tax system. They assume, they are under the assumption voluntary means that each tax is expected to prepare and file returns without government involvement so if the government is not involved if the government is not involved and you're filing these taxes and the government is not involved the IRS is not the government people That's what I need y'all to... I need y'all to understand that first and foremost. I want you to go back to Google and, and say, is the
2: IRS a government agency or
1: entity? You will hear. Internal Revenue Service is a U.S. government agency responsible for collection of taxes and enforcement of tax laws. U.S. government agency. now what I need you to understand about what u.s dot
2: means
1: u S. dot what is that is the u.s dot the United States of America or is U.S. dot the Department of State? Or is U. S. dot the corporation. Let's let take a little look further. U.S.A. dot A. dot I just want y'all to do a little little thinking. I need you to understand what Webster says that the USA is an abbreviation for the United States of America in the U.S.A. you can ring Social Security or the Department of Welfare and ask what help is available a proper noun usually the noun USA is abbreviated for the United States Army the USA without the dots is usually an abbreviation for the United States Army U.S.A. dot S dot A dot that's a corporation the United States of America is the United States of America the republic but I know this is probably going over some of y'all's heads and I don't mean to take you there, but I just want you to be able to understand when we're talking about the IRS tax code, uh, is the IRS a federal government agency? Is it a private agency or entity or is it the tax laws that they are enforcing for the corporation? Or is this something that you really have to opt into? I'm going to leave y'all with that homework, man, because some of my listeners may not get that, but I gave you enough for you to uh, take that and do your diligence and come back with your own, you know, come up with your own decision on what you think about if paying taxes is voluntary or mandatory payment of federal income tax is voluntary in a similar vein some argue that they are not required to pay federal taxes Because the payment of federal taxes Is voluntary Now Y'all can go into all of the research on that And Shoot me some questions If you're listening to this at a later date Shoot me some questions Email At info At com. Um I'm 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 curious to know what questions y'all have about this topic. Cause that could be a whole nother show, man. I can give you so much information and documentation on this topic and we might get into some of those topics. But for this show and what I want to do for you guys on this call is to give you some actual strategic tips and some advice uh, and some education on the 2020 tax strategy, tax season. The 2019 tax season for the 2020 year. You know how it goes. So, some basic information about what's going on with single taxpayers and married individuals filing separately. Standard deduction for you will be rising to $12,200 for 2019. It went up a couple of hundred dollars for heads of household. And the standard deduction would be $18,350 for the heads of household. And that's up $350. Last year it was $18,000 for a head of household, and this year the standard deduction is $18,350. So, last year it was $12,000. This year it's $12,200. So, you get $200 extra dollars for a standard deduction, uh, and a $350 additional deduction for head of household. Now, for those of you who are completely oblivious to what this means, basically, if you made, let's say, $25,000, let's say 30000 The average income household in the city limits of Dayton, Ohio, is about twenty five thirty thousand dollars $30,000 dollars. And that is not a lot of money, people. But I know we are out here in real life. (laughs) Shout out to my man, Jay Jay Morrison. Um, Anson. She got a song called In Real Life. And Jay been echoing that for the past six months or so. But say you make $30,000 a year. Gross. Okay? That's what your job pays you in 12 months 365 days 30k out of that 30k whatever you pay in your taxes for the year you're going to see a number at the bottom might be somewhere in the realm of I don't know let's say $12,000 if you're lucky and you can let them know how much to take out on your uh, check whether you want your money now or if you want to have them take out whatever they need and then you come back and you claim your deduction and you get your refund it's a way to get your money every week or every two weeks you can get more money on your check or you can get more money at the end of the year really doesn't matter to me I always tell my uh, clients to, hey, get your money now, because most of us need it now. But if you're not pressed and you make enough money where you can pay your bills and you know get through a paycheck to a next paycheck without any problems, then by all means, have them take out the taxes that they need, and at the end of the year, you'll get your refund and you have a nice little nest egg to kind of get you through the first quarter. Most people run through their refunds by February, March anyway. So about the first three months, that's usually gone. If if they learn to invest, <laughs> we can make that money just keep flipping all year. But that's another show. I want to stay on the topic as much as I can today because we may have to extend this. But basically, the scenario is 30k, right? This is what you made per year. So, if you made $30,000 at the end of 2019, look and see what your annual federal tax withholding is. So, we said $12,000 for federal. Guess what? If you live in a state where they require you to pay state taxes, that's another tax bracket where you're going to have more money coming out. So, that would be somewhere between three dollars and $4,000. Let's just say $3,000 for the state and if you live in a city that requires you pay city taxes that may be another let's say $700 so given this example if you made $30,000 on your job and then they took 12000 federal 3000 state and let just round it to to 1000 for the city that's $16,000 out of your $30,000 that would have been taken out of your taxes up front right so they get their money before you get yours that's how it work right you work 40 hours and before you get that check they take their money out of your check first right that's how it go. go they take their money before you get your money and you work for it and then they hold that money all year invest it they do all kinds of stuff with your money then at the end of the year they say okay we will give you some of this money back based on how much you paid and whatever deductions you get you know if you have any kids you paid any college tuition if you went green, if you bought a smart vehicle, if you uh, did some smart updates to your home to save electricity, you know, you donated something to charity, church, you know, whatever the case may be, they give you a little deductions. And one of the standard deductions that I just spoke of, say this was a single or someone filing uh, separately, so your thirty thousand dollars that you made minus the sixteen thousand that they took leaves you at about fourteen thousand dollars that you actually brought home after taxes. Follow me, people. So out of your thirty, you actually made fourteen k. That's what you brought home to your family. The IRS is going to give you twelve thousand twelve hundred dollars as a standard deduction. So what does that look like, people? Twelve thousand twelve hundred dollars minus your what? Thirty thousand. Not fourteen. Thirty. So this brings your Tax obligation to eighteen thousand seventeen thousand eight hundred. So seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars is your taxable income. And then they say, How much did he pay in taxes? Federal. So out of seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars, you pay twelve thousand out of your check. So, let's put that up there. So, $12,000 minus $17,800 leaves you with $5,800. So, your taxable income is $5,800 for the year. Now, do you have any kids? Do you have any deductions? This is where the deductions come into play where you can bring that $5,800 down to zero. The plan for you is to have zero. You don't want to pay any taxes. If you pay taxes all year long and then they give you a deduction, a standard $12,200 deduction, they still want more money. they still want more money people so if you pay almost half of your income in taxes they still gonna want some more money based on what you made which is really not a whole lot of money man I'm gonna be honest with you but there's ways that you can get deductions for things that you did Uh, gas mileage uh, keep all your receipts if you Use Spotify or one of these app services where you can record your receipt. Keep all your receipts, people, because if you're an able working person and you have to get up to go to work for a company, your travel to and from that place of employment is a tax deduction. If you drive your miles to and from your place of employment, it's tax deductible. If you have to wear a certain clothing style for your job, that also is tax deductible. If you have to wear certain shoes, that is also tax deductible. If you work from home, part of your mortgage is tax deductible. If you eat daily on the job, you have to replenish yourself with nourishment when you're working the job. So the meal that you pay for while you're working on the clock with someone else is tax deductible. Everything you do from the time you wake up to get to the job and the time you get home until you hit your doorstep, you are on the clock for that company. And everything you do from the time you wake up and leave your house, all of those actions taking place from the time you leave until the time you come back home is under the clock of your employer. So everything that you do in that time frame is a tax deductible action. excuse me y'all I need people to uh look at this whole thing for what it is because if you did nothing but kept all your receipts for everything that you spent money on to go to work to come home uh like I said gas clothes uniform shoes uh parking uh, if you got to get your hair done, all of these things that you have to do to be presentable for your job, these are all tax deductible. If you take a train to work, that's a commute. If if you have to purchase a vehicle, if you have to lease a vehicle, everything you do when you're working for another company you have to be mindful of every penny you spend because they're going to be mindful of every penny you make so smart person is going to take some of these tips that I'm giving you and they're going to have a huge refund with Midwest Tax Services under the vision of the Divine Wealth Principles our clients receive Income tax refunds In the realm of As small as a Few hundred dollars To ten, fifteen thousand dollars One particular client They came into A nice sum of money Towards the end of one year A little over half a million dollars uh, He came into that money from a gambling or lottery type type situation and he was able to win almost like I said a little over a half a million dollars. The IRS, the federal and the state, took two hundred and forty thousand dollars of that money. So he left with three hundred and sixty thousand some odd dollars. Now I just told you they took $240,000 of that money in taxes. Long story short, I was able to get my man, my client, a tax refund, and I don't want to disclose the amount that we were able to get for him. But you will be seeing and hearing about that in my upcoming book. So y'all stay tuned for that. Let's talk about taxes. <laughs> so let's talk about taxes, uh, wealth principles. Coming to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, whatever your 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 bookstore that you frequent. I also will have a audiobook for that. And yes, I need an audio book because I need y'all to hear how I felt in certain situations as we went through that process and I also need you to hear the reaction that my client had once it was all said and done now back to this 2019 slash 2020 tax season I gave you some some, some simple things on uh, ways you can deduct your taxes. We talked about standard deduction for this year. It went up a few hundred bucks. Um, I guess that's their way of, of making you happy. Saying, okay, we're going to give you a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> it's a joke, man, but uh, I'm not going to knock them. So, these are some ways that you can reduce your taxable income for the upcoming tax season. we we'll give you 18 ways to lower your tax bill, if you have one. Now, if you don't have a tax bill and you get a refund, this really don't apply to you, but, hey, get it anyway. If you are paying taxes, this will be beneficial to you. So, anybody that is a six-figure or higher earner, you might want to turn up this portion. Okay, a lower tax bill is within reach. You're you're tuned into Wealth Principles One Hundred and One, so
2: it's in, it's it's within
1: reach. So, I'm gonna get you together. The good news is there. Are is always ways to reduce the amount of money that you send to the IRS legally, without allegations of tax evasion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In fact, there are plenty of steps you can take to cut your federal and state tax bills. Just it's 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 so many steps that you can do to do this. It's just plan properly and keep good records. The sooner that you start, the more things you can uh, do to reduce your taxes and uh, to reduce the taxes that you owe. So, to help you reduce your tax bill in 2019, here's 18 steps. First one, hold on, let me see. First one. one of the first steps is to you want to continue to log log into Wealth Principles 101 while we're doing these type of shows especially when we talking about tax tips strategies and things to lower your taxes if you're in a tax bracket and things that you can do to maximize your refund if you're in a lower tax bracket so step two is going to be 401k 401k can be used as a dual mechanism to lower your taxes and to get more money every week or every two weeks on your check. So what you want to do is set yourself up um, to get more of your paycheck. And these are pre-tax dollars. So the money that you're investing in your 401k, they don't tax them until you take it out kind of perplexed on this it is a good way to, sh- to lower your tax bill if you're in a high tax bracket uh, but the, the, the thought of putting your money in a 401k in the times that we're in now I really wouldn't advise it but you know people got to do what they got to do to make them feel comfortable for the future but investing a lot of money in a 401k will lower your taxes and it will give you a higher paycheck the money that you invest is going to sit there and you don't have any access to it. If you can max out both your 401k and your IRA, you'd be able to reduce your taxable income by $25,000 or $32,000 if you're over 50. If you're in a 24% tax bracket, this would mean saving up to about $6,000 or $7,680 if you max out and catch up on contributions too. So, before we get into the 401k, just know if you don't make a lot of money, that's not even an option for you. You need all your money.
2: <laughs>
1: you need to get every dime you get from your your check that you can. So, you make hundred thousand and up, you might want to put twenty five thousand and up towards your 401k to reduce your tax bracket so less the amount of money that you have to pay the IRS so that's just that's just step two I'm gonna give you 18 18 steps you good? I had to check on my empress she had to check on her uh, her husband so I had to make sure she was good okay second on no, the third step is to take advantage of tax loss harvesting now some of you probably don't know what tax loss harvesting is so I'm going to give you a quick education level on that okay if you have losing investments once again I'm talking to people that make six figures or higher this is not for the normal average tax client okay but you need to hear this too because I want you to have six figures enough moving into the future. You should aspire to make $100,000 or more. So, if you're having losing investments, if you lost money in any type of investment, if you sell those, it allows you to harvest your losses to offset your taxes on investment gains or reduce your taxable income by at least $3,000. So, say you invested some money in a startup or something that you thought was going to make some money whether it be stocks or whatever if you sell those investments just to get rid of them they can be gains or losses you just hey it's not working i want to sell it just getting rid of it will qualify you for a three thousand dollar tax break so not much, but the three thousand dollars if you can get that knocked off what you have to pay them because you invested in something that didn't make any money, it's better than a blank, trust me. This strategy can be especially beneficial if your income is going to be higher than normal and you want to avoid being pushed into a higher tax bracket. A higher tax bracket could mean the difference between you making a hundred and ninety thousand dollars and you in a regular tax bracket to making twenty more thousand dollars and you're in a two hundred and something thousand dollar tax bracket where they tax you the same as millionaires. That is the borderline that you wanna you wanna make sure that you're on the right side of that lane because if you make two hundred forty nine thousand dollars a year, you might as well made a million because you're gonna get taxed the same. So that's when your accountant comes in and we kinda make sure your income level stays below the threshold before you get into that million dollar tax bracket because they tax you higher and if you don't have a business and if you don't have a good accountant the money that you make will be equivalent to you making a hundred thousand dollars when they are done tearing you up in taxes so just be mindful man make sure you have somebody that's going to handle your taxes in a professional manner and has your best interest in hand because anybody could file your taxes and just put the numbers in but if someone is going to be there to make sure you don't pay out of your pocket thousands of dollars to the IRS when we could teach you how to invest that money or put it in your 401k or donate to a a charitable cause, whether it be a church, a mosque, a, it doesn't matter. If you donate money to charity, that is tax deductible income. So you can help your community by donating ten or twenty thousand dollars a year, helping somebody get a, a startup or something. What, however, you donate or, or or you know use your money for charity is up to you. But if you don't, you're going to pay them what do you get for paying the irs nothing (laughs) you get you get nothing for paying that bill you're gonna get a receipt that's about it so the next tip is to get or keep your health insurance if you have health insurance in 2019 the obamacare mandate has been repealed on the federal level this means you'll no longer have to pay a tax penalty to the federal government if you go without health insurance. That's very important to some people. I'm going to repeat that. In 2019, the Obamacare mandate has been repealed on the federal level. So this means, once again, you will no longer have to pay a tax penalty to the federal government if you go without health insurance. But that doesn't mean you're necessarily off the hook. because Many states have imposed penalties in 2019. So it went from a federal level to a state level. And some of y'all that follow the show understand what the federal and the state, how they used to work together. And now they're separate entities because the states are acting more like a separate jurisdiction, a separate nation or entity, however you want to call it. But states have imposed penalties, but the federal government no longer allow those people to be taxed if they don't hold insurance so you might get up on the federal level but the state level they have some taxes that you have to pay those penalties i mean so most of which would take the form of a tax if you fail to maintain qualifying those uh insurance coverages so it's almost more like a a damn if you do them if you don't so if you got insurance, keep it. <laughs> if you don't have it and you can't afford it, if your job doesn't offer it, you might be penalized for not having it on the state level, but you, you don't have to worry about that on the federal level. Now, for people that live in states that don't require you to file taxes for your state, then you're in a win-win situation. You can work, and if you don't need health insurance and you feel like you're, you're okay, and you don't really go to the doctor like that, then you good. I'll give you a perfect example. Texas, uh, Kentucky, those Commonwealth states, they don't require you to pay state taxes. So with that being said, if you don't want to carry health insurance, don't pay health insurance. Keep that money. But if you get sick, you're going to have to come out your pocket. So pick your poison. I'm just telling you, Paying for insurance is always going to be a deductible for you. So, if you have a high insurance premium, you'll get it back at the end of the year. So just just stick to your guns. If you got insurance, you'll be able to take care care of your family and make sure they get to the doctor and things of that nature. So it's a win win if you got it, keep it. If you don't have it, you gotta you know, you gotta do what's best for you. Invest in a health savings account if you're eligible. So. On the back end of the insurance, this is step five, by the way. Speaking of health insurance, if you have high deductible health plans, you may be eligible to invest in a health savings account. These are definitely a good practice to use, especially if you have health issues and you go to the doctor kind of frequently. This can help you out tremendously, okay? Uh, if you have self only coverage, you should be eligible to invest in the health savings account. If you have a deductible of at least
2: 1350.
1: Or if you have family coverage, I think the deductible is at least 2700. You can invest up to 3500 for individual policies, or $7000 for family coverage. But what happens when you do this health savings account, these are tax free. This is this is money that's tax free to cover your health care costs. So you don't get taxed for spending money on taking care of your family's health issues, man. It's, if you if you really get into how many ways they tax you, it's almost disgusting, man. So I just need y'all to either one, get a good tax preparer or accountant or CPA or do some research. Nobody understands your tax situation more than you. If you do a little research and ask a few questions to someone like myself or my company, we can help you save money on your taxes and we can teach you. We can educate you. Just on some of these shows and some, some uh, one-on-ones with me where you can do your own taxes because like I said, no one knows your situation better than you. So you can keep putting it into the hands of these are big corporations, or you can spend money with your people uh, that have a more vested interest in you and the community. So pick your poison, but health savings accounts, those are good ways to save uh, money on your taxes. Make sure that you keep track of all your medical costs. All of your medical costs. That means prescriptions, uh, cough medicine, I don't care if it's something about your health. If you go to Natural Foods Plus and get a, a smoothie or cold pressed juice, keep your receipt. Anything that you spend that helps your health, if you got a gym membership, all of that, all of that. But majorly, your uh, doctor bills, your prescriptions, hospital visits, um, anything like that. Make sure you keep up with all your medical costs, okay? In 2019, you are able to deduct unreimbursed allowable medical expenses only if they exceed 10% of your income. So the example I gave earlier, if you have a $30,000 income, you have to spend more than 10% of that. So that would mean $3,000 or more. If you don't spend $3,000 or more, you can't deduct it. You get it? (laughs) I see 715 put a hand up. Okay. Good. I'm glad to see y'all listening, man. I'm, I'm glad y'all checking in on the late side. I might start doing the Wednesday shows tonight. But, uh, yeah, keep track of your medical bills, man, your costs. And, see, in, in 2017 and 2018, it went up from 10%. It used to be 7.5%. So now you have to spend more than 10% of your total income in order to get these deductions so you make sure you itemize you need to itemize everything to claim this. or you'll fall into the standard deduction so like i said if you spend a lot of money in your medical keep all those receipts and then you can compare your itemized deductions versus your standard deduction everybody just generally goes with the standard deduction but if you do everything right and you check all your receipts the standard deduction for a single person being $12,000 might not be spit compared to if you got $12,000 in medical expenses, not to mention if you have children, you might have $20,000 in itemized deductions as opposed to the $12,000 that the government gets. So make sure you weigh out the difference. A good accountant should be teaching you these things. Okay, on to the next one, because I, I need to get out here, man. I need to get... I'm going to give you about 15 more minutes. All right. I'm a little... I'm going through this, this this list that I made maybe four years ago. The 18 steps on how to save money on your taxes. But this, this particular step, I'm a little... I'm going to give it to you, but... I might say something at the end of this, but I'm going to give it to you. Save for college... The kids in your life. If you have a child, saving for college in a 529 is a no brainer. But even if you don't have a child, you can open up a 529 plan for other kids in your life, including grandchildren, nieces, and nephews, and even friends. You can even open up a 529 to save for your own college tuition if you plan on returning to college. My thoughts on this yes. Do a 529 for private education. Invest in your private education. Because take these tax benefits and these tax deductibles to invest in your private education. Some of you understand what I mean when I say private education. Some of you are clueless. But listen to me when I say, put some money in a 529. 529. Once you say that, you can get a maximum up to ten thousand dollars. So if you put the maximum deduction in a five two nine or ten K, the new cap is called SALT. It's called state and local tax. It's called a SALT tax. You can invest into the five two nine up to ten thousand dollars. Now that's tax deductible, correct? Correct. Check, check. Take that ten thousand dollars in that five two nine and invest in private education so that means going to seminars that means uh, getting a subscription to uh, Know Your Worth that means investing in Divine Wealth Principles our financial literacy program that means investing in other um, companies out there one of my mentors Yusuf he has a private education Jay Morrison Academy Some of these uh, entities that teach real estate, some of these entities that teach um, investment strategies, stock options. Go to some of these events, these seminars. This is your private education, and you can invest those funds from your 529 to pay for these events. So 10K, put it to the side. You might be able to use that to go to some of these events and these seminars, and it's tax deductible. You don't have to go to colleges, quote unquote, universities and give them your money for information that you're not even going to be using to, 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 you know, succeed in life. You can spend the same tax dollars on private education and get a tax deduction with the forms that they're going to give you for for the private education. It's no different it's just we in control of the private education we don't have to jump through hoops with the state or the federal government so like I said know your worth we have a subscription based program for you to learn as you go 24 hours a day 7 days a week divine well principles already have programs in place on our website as well so private education we're gonna get back onto that on another topic. So let me, I'm just gonna put that caveat out there. Make sure you're saving for not college for education, but you can put it in a 529 and use the funds for the same thing. Okay. All right. Put some cash in a, a flexible spending plan. If you don't know what an FSA is, these are just pre-tax funds to pay qualifying out-of-pocket medical bills, kind of similar to the to the the HSA. So, if your employer offers flexible spending accounts, then take advantage of them. You can weigh out the FSA and the the HSA and see which one works for you. If you want to use both of them, you have the option too. Okay? Bundle your deductible expenditures. What's an expenditure? I'm going to give you a chance to look it up. I appreciate you asking questions, but I want you to look up expenditure. And make sure you look up the the Black's Law version of expenditures. I'm going to give you a minute because I like the fact that you jumped in there. Black's Law definition, okay? Tell me what Black's Law says because we know it means spending, we know it means, you know, disbursements, but look under the law definition. <clears throat> you got it? Cool. So, you're looking at the Black's Law, you see that it says settling obligation using an invoice type of document as evidence by paying cash or cash equivalent for goods or services or charge against available funds. So I can give you some examples of expenditures that 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 me and my Empress, we're going to be using. And I don't want to get deep into that with this show. I'm going to keep it on the taxes, but. Once you know what expenditures is, then let's flip back since you know what that is now. Bundle your deductible expenditures. So lots of tax deductions, such as deductions for medical expenses, charitable contributions, mortgage interest, car interest. Um, Most of these things are available to you only if you itemize. So this is one of the, the things that I do when I do taxes for some of my clients. I look and see if they have multiple children if they have multiple children i know they're going to get ahead of household um, deduction i know they also going to possibly get an earned income deduction and then i look at their medical situation then i look and see if they have a home-based business or if they're in school so all of these things weigh against itemized deductions so standard deduction you're going to get that regardless Unless you itemize. so the, the, any deductions that you have that totals more than twelve thousand two hundred dollars, you want to keep those itemized deductions for single people. If it's twenty four thousand dollars or higher, if you're married and if you're a head of household, if your itemized deductions supersede eighteen thousand three hundred and fifty because like I said, Donald Trump gave a three hundred fifty increase on the deduction. For head of households and a $200 increase for single or married filing separately. So a couple hundred dollars, yeah. Anyway, but there may be one way to preserve these itemized deductions by bundling them. When you bundle these deductions, you basically, you invoke you involve making two years worth of deductible payment or contribution in one year. So say if you donated $10,000 to a charity, uh, church, something on the lines of that nature. If you do that annually, so 2019 and 2020, you can get the deduction for $20,000 in one year. So if you know every year I donate to charity 10 grand, this year you'll be able to say, I'm donating 20 grand for this year and the following year what you don't get is credit for that in 2020 tax season but you can take the deduction this year so if you need that extra bump get it now and then next year you just don't put it down for your deduction for charity i'm showing y'all legal ways that you can maximize your refund or minimize the amount of money you need to pay So, bundle your deductible expenditures. I need y'all to look that up. Take some notes on that. That's 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 a major key. I don't need to tell you if you have a business, you have all types of deductions that you will have open to you. Everybody, under the sound of my voice, if you don't have a business, get off this call go go to the IRS website get you an EIN number for an LLC or a corporation I don't care what business you come up with you can say hair braiding business you can say babysitting I don't care what you come up with start your business right now because if you start a business now you have ability to deduct all types of stuff for this upcoming tax season. Give you an example. Business owners have a lot of different deductions that they can claim that many people are reluctant to to take advantage of because some of them fear of being audited. Take the fear out, people. If you have a business, everything you do business-related is tax deductible everything you do is tax deductible so from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep if you're talking business at any point of time during the day it is a business transaction okay so don't be afraid to claim your deductions as a business If you're if you're a business, you're legitimately entitled to deductions. You never should never be afraid of those. Just make sure you know, make sure you know the IRS rules, and can prove you're in compliance with your company. You can also try to classify as much of your spending as possible as a business expense. If you want to take a vacation to Vegas for a few days, if you want to go to the Bahamas, time your trip around a conference. You see what I'm saying? It's an it's event coming up in Vegas in November the 8th. Two-day event. Me and my Empress may go to that event. It's an event. So it's business-related. But if we're going to be in Vegas for two days, it's a vacation. And I'm pretty sure along that vacation, my Empress and myself will be talking to somebody about our business. Okay? So just make sure you know the rules. And that the trip is a legitimate business trip. And you ain't got to worry about those things, man. If you got a good accountant like Divine World Principles and Midwest Tax Services, which is a DBA of, of such, uh, you don't have to worry about those things, man. We 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 will make sure that you don't get into trouble with the IRS for deducting business expenditures. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I might. I got 20 minutes, y'all. I'm. A, I might open up the, the phone lines. I might not. I need to get this done. I'm almost done. Key, key, key. Major key, key, key. Step ten: further your education, people. Let me break this down to you so you understand what I mean by this. I, I. I gave you a little about the 509. Putting the 509 is just put tucking the money away from your 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 income so it sits there. You can use that 509 money whenever you need to, okay? So the 509 is taking money off your overall income, putting it to a little cubbyhole over here for yourself, for a child, grandchild, whatever. It just makes sure you don't pay the IRS that money. Once you put that $10,000 over there, you can use it for your education and go to some of these seminars that we were talking about, right? And then those are tax deductible twice because it's a business. You're getting educated and it's a business expense. Okay, here we go. Did you know that you could take a deduction of up to 20% of the first $10,000 in a qualifying educational expenditure each year? An educational expenditure, a qualified educational expenditure will be Know Your Worth, Divine Wealth Principles, J. Morrison Academy, SBCU University, <laughs> Atone Works, like it's all of these private education communities that you may or may not be aware of, you can spend your money and get educated by people that really want to educate you on things that you're going to use in your life. So, further your education, people. It's a lifetime learning credit that you can claim. As long as your income ain't over $200,000, you can get up to $2,000 every year. There's no limit to the number of years you can claim this. So it's not the American tax credit. It's the lifetime learning credit. So if you want to take $2,000 and get a credit for that every year, keep on learning. I tell all my clients, take a class. I don't care what it's in. If you learn something that year, they're going to give you a maximum of $2,000 as a credit. It could be a credit, money in your pocket, or it could be a deduction. However, you fall on the tax bracket. Okay. Contribute to charity. We talked about that earlier. Charitable contributions are tax deductible if you itemize. So if you make a lot of money, consider making some generous contributions. See, if you think about these individuals that are billionaires, let's let's take Jay-Z for an example. Jay-Z has been certified as a billionaire uh, I think earlier this year according to the Forbes list. and he might be a multi-billionaire. Cause Jay ain't just going to show people his whole hand. But I need y'all to think about how much money Jay-Z spent this year Bailing people out of jail, paying for college tuitions, uh, he paid uh, Lil Wayne's taxes. You can you can look up everything that he did. A lot of those things that he did was charitable contributions, because he understands if I make a billion dollars, how much is Uncle Sam coming to get? Why would I give Uncle Sam taxes on a billion dollars when I can give away a hundred million? and charitable contributions that can help people that really need to help and pay less taxes. Not comparing you to Jay-Z, but you need to think about making generous contributions to some form of charity so you don't inflate the value that you donate every year. Just make sure you have a document. It's, it don't matter what it is. If it's a church, telling them you need a tithe report. If it goes to uh, Know Your Worth, guess what? I'm going to send you a W-4. I'm going to send you something stating that it's a tax-deductible contribution that you made. And any other charitable, reputable charitable organization that do the same thing. So, it's going to be hard to kind of believe... That, you know, your bag of clothes that you donated to the Salvation Army is worth $10,000, even if you had some really nice shoes in there. So don't try and play games with these people. If you're going to donate some money to save uh, from your tax bill, donate some money. It's a good thing. You would be helping out some people who really need it. Okay? Now, this is something that a lot of people don't understand. Something as simple as moving to a lower tax state. Seems like a drastic move, but it's a huge difference in state taxes from one locale to another. Some states, you don't have to even pay taxes. Like I told you about Houston and uh, Kentucky, you don't have to pay state taxes there. You could live where you pay no taxes at all on your income. And I'm going to give you some of those uh, examples. Me and my empress, we we became aware of one of those states, and they're considered the United States, the U.S. Virgin Islands. If you start a business over there, you don't have to pay taxes for, what, what was it 30 years? 30 years. Start a business in the United States, Virgin Islands, any one of them, And you have a tax break for 30 years, people. Is that serious. A lot of people were affected by the hurricanes and and everything that happened over there, so this is an opportune time to go to those islands and don't pay taxes. Okay, the Tax Foundation provides a ranking of the state and local tax burden. So in 2017, the U.S average state-local tax burden as a share of state income was 9.9%. However, in the state with the highest burden, New York, the state-local tax burden was 12.7%. Now, look at Alaska. Of course, a lot of people don't want to live in Alaska, but they was only paying 6.5%, while most of the other states had 8%. So, if you got the flexibility in where you work, or you retired or you switch into a state where you pay far less taxes on your income taxes, you can help. You can keep more money in your pocket just by moving to a different location. Now, some of these people are blessed to be in a, a, a field or a, a industry where you can work from anywhere on the planet. That's key. So if you structure your business in one particular state, and you can do a business all over the globe because you have a a, a business that's not tied to a specific region, then you can use all of these advantages and you can deduct all of this money on your federal return. And that's all thanks to the salt cap. State and local tax cap. So I'm giving y'all some tips, man, that's going to be able to help y'all moving forward. I'm gonna give you two more and I'm gonna get off of here. Now, buying a house, it's a big decision, and it's, but its choices could help you reduce your taxes. That's because you can deduct the mortgage interest as well as the property taxes up to the SALT cap limits that $10,000, right? So you can deduct the mortgage interest and the property taxes if you purchase a home in 2019. That means even if you purchase a house December the 30th, you still can get these deductions. So buy a house if you can afford to buy a house right now. You can deduct the interest paid on the mortgages up to $750,000. And interest on home equity loans or lines of credit may also be deductible. So if you got a home loan on your home, you can deduct that. So remember to qualify your mortgage interest deduction, you need to itemize it on your taxes. It's not going to be one of those things that you can do along with the standard. Itemization is your friend, especially if you make a lot of money. Now, if you claim a standard deductions, buying a home could still potentially be a good investment, but it won't have the same effect on reducing your federal tax bill if you don't make a lot of money, okay? So, I mean, if you don't make a lot of money, why would you go buy a house anyway? Be real. <laughs> but if you got bread, go buy a house. It don't have to be a very expensive house. Take advantage of all of these tax breaks because you could buy it this year, get the tax breaks, and sell it next year, which means in a couple of months. So, Or you can rent it out, make it a, 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 you know an investment property. These are just tips, people. And I know this is the beginning of a conversation that I'm probably going to have to have a multi-series from this point up until tax time, but I'll get back on it. These 2019 tax tips, Wealth Principles 102, brought to you by, once again, my sponsors today, DivineWealthPrinciples.com, LegacyHousePM.com, and no your my three sponsors for today. Okay, I got one more tip for y'all. Okay, two, because one of them's kind of quick. Make energy-efficient improvements to your home. You can actually get a tax break just for making your home more energy-efficient. A lot of people don't know that one of the big things you're going to be hearing about in the next three to five years are the installation of solar power to power your homes. I even have a plug on a person to start his own company and I'll I'll be able to share his information with you if you need it Uh, he he works state to state nationwide so he'll come to you black owned company he will install your solar panels he'll install your batteries. he'll reduce your bill 85 to 90% and the only reason why that is because you still have to pay your electric provider for the cables and everything that they have running to your house. It's called a access uh charge. You're just accessing their cables, but you're not using their energy. So you will still have to pay them about twenty bucks a month. But depending on what your bill is looking like, twenty bucks a month, that's nothing. That's nothing, people. But if you make energy improvements to your home, you get a $9,000 tax credit. I will repeat that, $9,000 tax credit. So say for instance, it costs you $10,000 to install solar panels to your house. You can get a $9,000 tax credit for the panels. The credit is dollar for dollar dollar for dollar reduction in the taxes you owe. So that's huge. Make energy efficient things to your home, man. That means um, you can get the smart lights, a lot of these lights, you can get the set, system set up uh, from, you know, your local hardware stores where you can turn your your lights and your phones and your not your phones. You can adjust your temperatures and all of that from your phone with an app. Those are improvements that you can use, and you can also get an electric vehicle. That's another thing. And you can appeal your property taxes. This is something new that I found out a couple of years ago. And it really, I really haven't had a chance to use this with a lot of my clients because unfortunately, I don't have a lot of homeowners. And we're going to change that. Me and a couple of business partners of mine, we're going to try and change that this year. So we're going to try and put a lot of people in homes in 2020. Uh, so appealing your property taxes is a great way to reduce your local tax bill, especially as the National Taxpayers Union Foundation estimates anywhere from 30 to 60 percent of all taxable properties in the United States have been over assessed. When you appeal your property taxes, you challenge the value of your home, which is used to determine the amount of taxes that you owe. If you can. Here, let me turn this down. I need you all to hear this. This is the major key, y'all. Okay, this is going to be your last tip, y'all. Okay. If you can prove via an appraisal or a comparable sales that your home was appraised too high, you can cut hundreds or even thousands of dollars off your local tax bill and your property taxes because if your house was appraised high and the value is not still what it was when it was initially appraised, why are you paying taxes on a property that's not worth the money that you're paying taxes on? The process is pretty simple and just involves filing some paperwork and attending a hearing. Thanks to the new cap on salt deductions, it's definitely worth making the effort to reduce your taxes on your property, people. If I didn't do nothing but save you a couple thousand dollars with that information alone, it's well worth what I charge in taxes. And even if you don't use my tax service, I just gave you a major key. Appeal your tax property taxes. You can appeal this. People are living in homes 10, 20 years. Okay and at the time when they purchased their home it was appraised at $150,000 now 10 years later that house is not worth $150,000 weather wear and tear um, shit the neighborhood your property taxes should not be the same as they were when you first purchased your home unless your neighborhood is uplifting, uprising. You got better schools. Your streets are better than they were when you moved in. A lot of times, that's not the case. A lot of times, if you're in a home, your your neighborhood is either staying the same or it's kind of going down. Look at your house. Did, did anything shift in it? Do you have any water damage? Did, did the roof? Get your house reappraised. It's as simple as getting another appraisal for your house right now and then go down to the courts, attend a hearing, and they have to over assess and reduce your property tax. Man, I'm telling you what, having a baby, this is I promise you, it's 1057, I'm giving you all this last one. Kids come with a whole bunch of tax breaks. We know that. Child tax credit, earned income credit. Uh, I think the tax reform doubled to $2,000 per qualified child for child tax credit. Under the age of 17, $1,400, which is refundable. So child tax credit, if you pay someone to take care of your child, you'll get money for that you'll get earned income, money, earned income credit and you also get uh, let me say, say child care the child tax credit and earned income credit okay so there's three different deductions that you can use for having a child I'm not promoting you have a bunch of babies now I'm just saying if you do have one get your tax breaks on it And last but not least, get help from a tax professional. I promote Midwest Tax Services the Division of Divine Wealth Principles. You can call who you want. I'm one of those for the people, by the people. But uh, again, tonight's special guest was Midwest Tax Services, LLC, where their motto is and always have been we work hard because you do. (laughs) Once again, man, I'm about to wrap it up. I want to I got 90 seconds. I want to give a shout out to the sponsors one more time. FindWealthPrincipals.com, 866-739-7552, extension 1. LegacyHousePM.com, 866-739-7552, extension 2. For your property management and vacation rentals. give them a call. KnowYourWorth.org, a nonprofit organization helping children and single parent families with financial literacy, self-improvement, knowledge of self, and prevention of opioid, We're going to get into that later. I'm, I'm not going to give you all that, but it's coming. So we're just basically giving our people information for those who couldn't afford it on their own warrant. So, for the people, by the people, it's your mail, Bay. Appreciate y'all for checking me out on the late night. Y'all be safe and I'll see you the next time. Peace to the God.